Welcome everyone to the Ovet Torah Magen Avram Daf Yomi Shur. Today is Shur Shabbat Daf Nun Ched. We'll start on Nun Zayin Amorbet at the two dots on the bottom of the page. The Mishnah had said, "Nafla Ligina." If someone's animal fell off public property into a private property into someone's garden, Vinehnit, and it enjoyed by falling in. It doesn't say exactly how it enjoyed, but it enjoyed something over there. Mishalemet Mashinehnit. He pays for the value of what it enjoyed, which is less than the value of the actual damage. The value of the damage may be a high retail price, but you pay how much you enjoyed. The classical example is if you ate... Knocked over a tree and if you, Let's say it fell in the thing and it ate steak, which cost $100 for each thing. And the guy says, listen, you pay me $100 for the steak. He says, listen, I don't usually feed my animal steak. I usually feed him hay. And hay costs... Five cents a pound. Uh, steak costs hundred dollars a pound. Yes, my animal is full. I don't need to feed him because of your steak. But I'm not paying you hundred dollars. I'm paying you five cents a pound. And on the other hand, if you pay for what you damaged, then you have to pay the hundred dollars a pound for the price of the steak. So if your animal falls in, the Mishnah said that you pay for what you enjoyed and not what you damaged. Says the Gemara. Amara Rav says. Rav makes a one-word comment. And he says, this is talking about when the animal fell and landed on something to break its fall. And therefore, by falling on the tomatoes, the animal didn't get hurt. Right? And since he destroyed the tomatoes, he has to, he has to pay according to the enjoyment of that since it fell by accident. Now the fact that Rav said, that it was a case where it fell and landed on it, he sounds like he's saying, oh, the only reason why you're paying so little is because, no, the only reason why you're paying so much is because you fell on the tomatoes. But let's say your animal would fall and eat the tomatoes, then you wouldn't pay at all. It sounds like you don't even pay even what you enjoyed. Let's assume that Rav is following his reason from what he said before. Because in the Gemara before, he had said the following. This is somebody you know. He said... That if an animal goes, if a guy puts his fruit in the garden of someone without permission, let's say Mike Salman comes into his backyard on East 29th Street, on the East 30, 29th Street, and 28th? 29th. 29th Street, and he sees, what is this? Oh, someone dropped off a whole bunch of tomatoes. Whose are these? Who put them here? Uh, and then, right? So, and someone put them without, without permission, right? And then. The animal got hurt, right? And it got eaten by the... And, and Sorry. And Mike's cow ends up eating the tomatoes. The person who... Right? And then Mike's cow got a stomachache. And Mike comes to the guy who put the tomatoes in and says, Listen, my cow got sick. I had to take him to veterinarian. And it's all your fault because you put the tomatoes in here. Without permission, I want you to pay. Over there we say that... The guy who put the tomatoes said, listen, I was sorry for putting the tomatoes there. I shouldn't have done it. But I don't have to pay for your animal 
was a, a glutton and it ate so much thing. Let the animal eat normally. It's not my fault how fast the animal ate. But and that I, Rob said... I protect my area and I don't put things that are bad for it in my yeah, area. That's nice. But the bottom line is the animal overate. It, you, your animal chose to eat. I didn't make that. Yes... I, 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 you put it in my house. Correct. Yes, you don't have to pay for any damage that happens to my thing. I have no right. But <coughs> Rob says, that, it's my chloket, but Rob holds that the owner of the fruit could tell you, listen, I'm not paying for the animal. That, that overeating damage, you shouldn't have eaten. And we want to claim that that's Rob saying over here also. When Rob says you, don't, you only pay when you land on the tomatoes and you don't pay when you eat. It's the same Rob. It's the same idea. Hamri, the rabbi said back, what are you talking about? You can't compare the two cases. Hachi, hashtag, how could you compare? When did Rav say his rule over there in the case of the tomatoes in the backyard? That's when Mike's cow got hurt. Because the owner of the cow could say, the guy could say, I don't want to pay. Did Rav ever say, that the, that the animal could eat someone else's fruit and not pay? We never heard that. The more answers back, no. Rav Lomi Bayakama. Rav is saying not only. Lomi Not only if it ate, that you pay what it damaged. Right? But if it got, if it got banged, Emma, you might have thunk. Maybe I'm just chasing away a lion. And therefore, you might think you don't have to pay at all because I did, you didn't actually enjoy. You just didn't get hurt. You might want, if, if Rav didn't say his rule, and it's talking about if you, got, if you landed on it, you might have thunk, oh, really? You pay when, you, when your animal falls into other guys' thing and you eat the things you for sure pay. The only thing is you might have thunk that maybe when it lands on stuff, you don't have to pay. Because why not my animal ate? My animal actually is enjoying those tomatoes. But when an animal lands on something... I'm not really enjoying. I'm just not getting hurt. That's not really enjoyment, right? Not getting hurt is not enjoyment. What I get? I, I just didn't get hurt, but that's not enjoyment. You might have thunk you don't pay. Right. Therefore, Ralph comes to say, no, you do pay for that as well. Maybe that is true. Maybe you actually shouldn't pay because you didn't enjoy. Right. I just didn't get hurt. Right. That's not called enjoying. If a guy says, uh, you, know, you know, I want you to pay me today. Why? I didn't hit you, so you didn't get hurt. Right. I didn't enjoy anything. That's not enjoyment. My animal didn't get hurt. What's the difference? Maybe that's true. Says, you know, says, no. Mavriach, and you may say, he's doing it on purpose. Hi, love me, Dato. Mavriach, and you may say, he's doing it on purpose. In the case of Mavriach, and you may say, if, let's say, there was a lion coming in your garden to eat your sheep. If I chase it away, I don't have a right to get paid because I didn't do anything. I didn't help you anything, right? Yes, I helped you, but I didn't do anything, right? But over here, there's a difference. There's two answers. One difference is Maria we didn't do it on purpose. And the second answer is when the guy chased away a line, I didn't lose anything. But when I, when I let my fruits there that got smashed by your cow falling on it, that could cause the damage, and therefore I could make you pay for that. Okay. Says the Gemara, How did the animal end up falling in? Right? Rav Kana holds the case is that it, it slipped on its urine. It, it urinated on the ground, and it slipped on its urine. 
Rava Amar that one of its friends pushed it. What's the difference between Rava and Rav Kahana? The one who says it was pushed by its friend, Rava, he'll say, not only will, not only is it honest, but surely it's an honest if you slip on its urine, and therefore the person who fell in is going to be patur. The one who says the cases that slipped on its urine, he'll hold, that it was pushed by its friend, that means that the owner was negligent in that case. Because you should have figured, you have to pay for what it, what it damaged. You have to pay the, the higher price, the price of the tomatoes, not the price of the hay. Why? Because you could say to him, the person who owns the field could tell the cow owner, why did you send your cows all together that one could push the other? Why don't you send them single file? Why don't you send them one by one? Yes. Why do you send them one by one? And therefore, that would be a little bit of a thing. Now, Rav Khanna says a new law. This that we say, you, own, you don't have to pay for what it eats when it fell. Right? That's only on the row that if it eats in the row that it fell in. Since it fell and it landed on the wheat, so it can't stop eating. And therefore, it's an honest. But if the animal goes from one row to the next row in the field, and it eats in the next row also, then then you have to pay full price. Because you're only patur when you fell in by accident. And therefore, you land on the thing, of course, it's going to eat that. But if it eats the next row, then you're chayav. That's according to Kahana. For Rabbi Amar, Rabbi says, No, afilu maruga laruga. Even if you go from one road to the next, you're still patur. I feel calling on call, even if it goes all day. Unless the animal leaves the field and then comes back in, then you'll pay the full according to Rabbi So according to Kana, you only get the, the exemption for the row that you landed in. According to Rabbi you get the exemption for the whole field all day. The only thing you'll have to pay is if you walked out and came back with the brains of the Balabait. It means the Balabait knew what happened. Amra Papa, Papa comes to explain to Rabbi Yochanan, he says, Lo Don't explain that he has to go out. That the owner has to know that it left the field, and the owner has to know that it came back, and he'll know. Once it left, and the owner knows it's left, even though the owner didn't know that it went back in, you still chayav. My time, huh? I'm on Given the alpha, because we tell the owner of the cow, hey, you didn't know that it went back in to the field, but if you knew that it left the field and you knew it damaged, you should know that if it ate there, it's going to go back there to get more of what it got. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if you knew that it left, even though you didn't know it went back, you're still going to pay full on the going back. Now, the, at the two dots, the Mishnah says, Yardat Kedarka, if it went down in a normal way, which means it didn't fall into the field, Gabe, in this case. This time, it walked into the field. Then, Mishnah says, then you have to pay full price. By Rabbi Yemimah says, Yardat Kedarka Behezika Bemeleda Mahu. Mara says, what happens? If it went down into the field the normal way, 
And as it went down in the field, it gave birth over there. Now, when an animal gives birth, it's a very messy situation. And it has a lot of blood that ends up all over the place. And the animal destroyed a lot of the strawberries because they're all covered with blood. And now, he lost all the money. Do we have to pay when the animal gave birth and damaged the field with the strawberries from the birth? Says the Gemara, According to the rabbi who says that when you start off Peshia and you end with Oretz Yechayav, of course over here have too, because we started off negligent, you shouldn't have let your animal into my field. But then giving birth, that's an honest, right? Giving birth is an accident, right? You can't, I can't expect to know when the animal is going to give birth. Since it gave birth there, it's not my fault. But since the rabbi says you started off negligent and you ended off Honest, you're chayav. So here too, you start off negligent, you end off honest, you're going to be chayav. According to that, Rabbi, it's for sure. Kiti Bailaf, what's the real question that Rabbi Yimmer was really asking? Aliba demand amit chilav b'shivah b'sof honest patur. According to the Rabbi who says chilav b'shivah b'sof honest patur, that's our question. Do we say? My, me, Amrina, do we say, since you, in the beginning you're Shia and the end you're honest, you're patur. Or Dilma, or maybe, since you knew that your animal was pregnant and the animal Water. may give birth, you should have watched it better. And therefore, you should lock it up so it doesn't ruin other people's things. And therefore, we could say, this is not. And therefore, what would be the difference? Therefore, maybe over here, even the rabbi who says, will agree over here that you're chayav. Because this is not honest. You knew it was going to give birth. You see it's pregnant. You should have been extra careful and locked up. What's the halakha about this question? Teku. Teku means... We have to leave Eliyahu Navi to answer this question. We are now on the top of Nun Chetam Bet. We said the Mishnah, Ketzad Mishlem Mashezika. How do we pay what you damaged? Now there was two ways to figure out how to figure out what you damaged. The Mishnah had said, Shamin You figure out how much one betza is in that field, how much is born before, and how much is born afterwards. means basically you do the following. You take a guy who's an expert on fields and you say, you see this field of tomatoes? Yes. How much would it be worth if, it were, if no animals ate any tomatoes? How much is it worth now that Betsy ate half the tomatoes? How much was this worth? It was worth $175. How much worth now? $50. Okay, so you pay $125. That's called paying full price. Uh, yeah. It just said it's 175. It was worth right, it. It would have been worth if it was fully, no animal touched it, because you see how pretty the tomatoes are. So why does the person pay? You have to pay the difference between 175 and 50, well, which is balance, 125. The balance would be. That's, ah. what, that's what you pay the difference. That's called paying full price. But that's not really so heavy, because if we look at the price of the tomatoes on the market, it would have been much more. This is much less when you pay for tomatoes in the field. You're paying for much less if you want to actually take the tomatoes. Away, that would be more. This is actually yeah, not really the most he, you can pay. When he, when he damages it, is it the best quality or is it going to be best after? 
I think the quality is good, but the point is that when you, like for example, in the market, it's you're paying retail. I won't explain to you. Let's say I tell you what's the value of a window. Window over here costs two hundred dollars. Okay, but if I tell you what's the value of this building, five million dollars. What's the value of the building with the window, without a window? It's five million dollars with or without a window. Right. Doesn't make a difference. Make a difference. Why? Because it's a, in, in a big, big thing, the difference of a little difference is not so much. It's not so much, right. And therefore, when we're going to figure out the value of this row of tomatoes with and without the animal, it's going to be paying much less damage than if we can say, well, look, this is... How much is this? Two much kilos of tomatoes, pay for the, you know, that costs $20 a pound. Hey! It's a big difference. And therefore, when the mission is saying, when you pay full price, and it gives you an example of how much was row worth, row worth before. Exact. We're cutting you, we're, we're, we're lowering it a lot. Okay. So it says the Gemara, Minahani Mili. Fire just every normal, the mission survives. Should be somewhere around. I love Minahani Mili. Where do we know this from the EP like this? Amrav Matna, the Amrav says, Ubi Ed Besteached. It says that it will animalize another field. Because since the Pasuk says, when the animal eats, it says, air, and it animalizes in someone else's field. So you see that we're figuring it out with the field. And that's how we know, don't figure out the price of tomatoes by the pound, figure out the price of the field. Because the Pasuk says, you animalize the field. Ah, we see from there, says, says Rav Matna, we see from there, we got to figure it with the field. And that's why it gets lost. Otherwise, we would have paid more. Says, oh yeah, that's what you're using the pasuk? Using it for that? We already used it for something else. We need it. It's coming to teach you that if you eat in public property, in patur, is if I eat tomatoes that, that your father left on King's Highway, I don't have to pay. How do we know? When you... When you analyze someone else's place. If that's true, it should say, and you analyze your friend's field. My inami My Why does it say From see from there that you have to do it with the field, and you do the field way, which is much less. That's how we see because it mentions field. Maybe it's only coming to teach you this, and it's not telling you that If so, it should pay by the law of paying. You see both laws. How do we figure out? That field, how much to pay? Amar Abiyosi Barachanina Se'ah B'Shishim Se'ah Se'im Which means Let's say well, I'm going to count the Se'ah The guy, we figure out The guy, the kid, the Cow damaged in one bed se'ah. We now, if we damage, there's a there's a way to figure out the type of damage in the field, which I want to explain to you right now what I'm talking about. Let's think for a second. 
Imagine a guy has a little field in front of his house that makes tomatoes. Like in, my, in your garden in front of your house, Gabe starts planting tomatoes. And in comes my cow and eats all Gabe's tomatoes. Mm-hmm. There's no tomatoes left. That's a big loss. That'll be a bigger loss. But let's say you have a huge field in Iowa, 20 miles by 20 miles, and the animal ate the same amount of tomatoes in a field like that. Right. It's, it's, right. it's almost it's nothing. To me than it is Much more valuable in a small field, it means, means a lot more. So we're asking now, how big a field do we figure out it is? The bigger the field we use, the less you'll end up paying. The smaller the field, the more you'll end up paying. Morris says, how do you figure it out? He says, se'ah, if the one se'ah is damaged, you should be one out of 60. 60 times the size. Rabbi Yanai says, no, karakav, half a se'ah, b'shim takrim, in 60 half sizes. Chizki amar, kelach, the stalk that he ate, b'shim takrim, with 60 times its weight. So, Metivi, they ask the question, Achla kav o kabayim? It says in the writer, if it ate one kav or two kav, and we don't say you pay their value according to the value of one kav or two kav. We look at it as if it's a small row and we figure out the value. My love, if not, we're assuming you do it on its own. Lo, Bishashim, the says, no, that writer just means with 60. So obviously, whatever it is, you're doing it with 60. Tanu Rabbanan, we learned in the Brayta, and Shemim Kav Pne Velo Betkur Don't do a kav, a small amount, because then you can make it big, and don't do a huge amount, because then you can make it small. My kama, what does that mean? I'm a Papa Hach kama, and Shemim Kav Shel Kav B'Shishim Kavim B'Neshemashmiach. Because then the damager will gain. If you take it because it will be less valuable. Don't do one core and 60 core. Because then you're going to hurt the mazik because you're going to pay too much. <coughs> That's how much you pay. Says Gemara. Mat v'lerav huna bar manoach. Hai v'lo bet kur v'lo kur mi bayaleh. Why do we call it lo bet kur? It should be v'lo kur. You don't do a kav on its own, because it goes up. And the, and the nizik will gain. And the damager will lose, because damage will pay too much. Don't do a kav in a bet kur, because you hurt the damagee. Rather, it does in 60. Now we have a story. There was a guy, he cut down a date tree of his friends. This is a guy who chopped down, not his friend's cherry tree, but he chopped down his date tree. Okay? They came from the Reshkiluta to find out the halacha. I saw that there were 30 date trees in a group. And they were worth a hundred zoos. And therefore, 
if it's a, if, if it's thir- basically he's saying that in that field there were thirty date trees. So he says, Zil Tlita. Go give him thirty three zoos and a third, which is one third of the whole thing. No, sorry, it was three day trees. I said 30. It was three day trees, and you cut one of the three. The whole field was worth 100. So if you cut one of the three, that's 33.3. Right? So the damager says, What am I doing with this Reshkiluta? He judges like a Persian. He went in front of Rav Nachman. Amalei told him, he says, He says, figure it out in 60 day trees. So the, rabbi, so the rabbi said back to him, We say we figure it out in 60. 60 is much less. We figure it out in 60 is much less money. So he says, Wait, we only said that we figure it out in 60 when your animal damaged something. In the case we were talking about until now was a shore that ate. Eight of the this is a guy who chopped down a tree. Who said we do the same thing that we do with 60 just because we do it when your animal damages doesn't mean when the guy chopped down the other guy's date tree, we follow the same rules. So Abai and Rabbi said, okay, when a person damages up, what do you think? How do you figure it out? The time you learned, Hamachbir if I destroy my friend's vineyard, smadar, if the, the fruits are not done yet, we figure out how much is worth before, how much is worth after. It doesn't mention that you have to do it in 60. But it says the same thing by an animal. The animal cut down a, a, a sapling. In Yushalayim, they used to say that if it's a one-year-old sapling, it's two, two gold, silver coins. And if it's two years old, it's four silver coins. The older it is, the more it's worth? The older it is, the more it's worth, yes, because it's, it's more like, more quick to give fruit. If it ate grass, which it didn't grow enough, then... We figure it out according to the value that's left in the thing. We look at how much was before and afterwards. If it ate a smadar, which is um, f- uh, grapes that are still growing, right? You look at them as if they're ready to, to, to harvest. We look at it as if it's a crop that's not ready yet, and you see how much was worth before and after. But if it ate the unripe fruits, like the rabbi said before, we look at it as if they're ready to do. You see that it doesn't mention shishim. You see, by animals also, it didn't mention 60. 
The same way by animals, it didn't mention 60, and we know the animals work with 60. So too by the man, it didn't mention 60, but we know it means 60. And therefore, yes, even in the man's case, where the guy chopped down the tree, we're still going to check it with 60, and not the other way. Baruch Amen.